0: Welcome to the Foul Leader Podcast. We are doing 76ers Radio here to talk about the Philadelphia 76ers who just won against Indiana Pacers, which a statement game. I mean, in a way, I mean, it's just um they need to go on a win streak. And you know? um recently things have been real good for the Sixers. Um really contributing to a lot of Games that have been hard fought. The Brooklyn Nets was definitely—I mean, people are talking about that. I mean, things happen. Remember when Memphis beat Golden State last year? Does anybody remember that? Yeah, I mean, things happen. But Philly has this unbelievable target on their back, especially with the Markel Fo situation. Can Ben Simmons develop a jump shot? A jump shot. Uh, you got Joel Embiid having a great year. That's taken away from that. I mean nobody's talking up the Joel Embiid season. It's kind of like taking a discredit away to the season he's having because everybody wants to pay attention to Vince Ben Simmons is going to shoot his jump shot or Melchior Folks is going to get to their liking. I mean, it's real crazy. I've never seen anything like this, especially with a young team. Usually a young team is, is, is allowed to groom and just grow and fall and get up. But so many expectations are, are because, I, I like I said, you three-generational superstars and – People are not believing it about folks because they want him to do so much more. But when you come in, let's this, this check this out. If Ben Simmons, y'all got to see him without Embiid, right? And what he does and what he has to do more things without Embiid. If Markel Fultz is on this team by himself, you'll see all that. But it's a third player. I mean, they haven't even adapted to. Brown hasn't even given Markel Fultz an actual job on their team. He's just letting him play around with the game a little bit. Feel yourself, do this, do that. what can you do with this? Put you in this lineup. He's not even giving him like, believe me, when you tell somebody to be the killer, to be the score, he's going to go score. He's going to be able to shoot 15 to 17 shots a game and do what he wants to do. It's different. They're trying to find out. It's like he's trying to find out where he, he fits and he's just not letting them play. Give him the role of a guy that can take those shots. Make plays for him to make shots. You're just letting him play basketball. Give him the ball and say, do something with it. You know what I mean? Let him be that killer if you're going to let him be that killer. Um, Now, let's just talk about the 16 points, um, 10 rebounds, 8 assists. Ben Simmons is Ben Simmons, right? Um, I'm talking about one of the best players in the league and to me the best two-way point guard in the league. 6'10". What are you going to do with that? The most complete point guard in the league. I mean, Steph Curry is the best scoring point guard in the league. He's the best shooter in the league. He's not the best point guard. He's just not a point guard like that. He's not Isaiah Thomas type of point guard. He's a shooter. If he's not scoring right now, then what do you You know what I mean? You can't... Chris Paul can give you 30, but he also can give you 13 and still affect the game. It's different. Him and Ben... He, ben Simmons has this in his whole repertoire to be the type of guy that, you know, he doesn't have to do much. You know, he doesn't have to do... You're going to see three blocks, four steals. Uh, You're going to see uh, seven rebounds. You're going to see nine assists. I mean, you're going to see all that, how he affects the game defensively and offensively. Um, Ben Simmons has the complete package. And people want to see him evolve. Rightfully so. Rightfully so. No doubt about it. Rightfully so. Ben Simmons has... All it takes to be that type of player. Um, Joel B 2010. Yeah, 2010. In that game, once again, Joel B doing what he does best, which is being an elite basketball player. Um, totally, everything that people are talking about with the Sixers, they're basically taking away from what Joel B is doing. Okay, Ben Simmons is averaging 14 points, 9 rebounds, seven and a half assists a game. Shooting only 50% from the field. Uh, 61% from the free throw line, you want to see more from that. that that's what I want to see more. I just want to see that go up. I mean, everything else, but we got to see a better free throw percentage in order for the evolution of Ben Simmons to be even better. We got to see him hit free throws. Um, Ben Simmons is elite in a lot of ways, not just because of how he passed the ball, but, you know, how he defends the point guard, but he can defend five positions. Literally, like, not even being 6'6", or 6'7", he's 6'10 already. He can already defend the center position. Anyway, long wingspan, he can already do that, 6'10", 230. Um, Ben Simmons has a repertoire of moves going to the basket. And believe me, after those playoffs, Ben Simmons definitely um, started to work in that gym and see what he can do to improve himself. He averaged 1.5 steals a game, only 3.3 turnovers. Okay, um, It's going to be more to this season that you're going to see him evolve. You just got to let Ben Simmons evolve. Markel Fultz has had a year of up and down. And that's just what it is. But you can't tell a guy Okay, you say he's not doing great for the number one overall pick, which is a little bit messed up to say. Everybody talk about some. What if Tatum was with this team, and you don't know how Tatum would have reacted because he would have been learning from completely new people from what he learned for in the Boston. That's completely unfair, man. I mean, people are now they see the polished product because of who he learned from. Ben Simmons had to learn from each other. You got Redick there. Redick is not like learning from a playoff atmosphere. This team, this organization was not in the playoffs. You're just bringing J.J. Redick and Amir Johnson. Jerry Bayless, you know, they add and they teach. There's no doubt about it. But it's not nothing like learning from guys who have been there in the playoffs with this team, with this organization. All general managers, everybody have carried this team. They've seen, they actually saw the ones who taught Tatum actually were playing in the playoffs, playing in big games. Or learned from guys who played in big games. Like, it's totally different. So I just feel like it's, once again, totally unfair. Now, um, last game, Markel folks. First off, the Sixers have won three of the last four games. Let's just get that out. And not only that, um, they've been a team that has been, you know, You start to see little peaks of how this team could be. They're not there yet, but they're going to get there. They got to keep on playing. Markel Fultz shot 42% from the field last night. All right. You know, he got to the line twice. He only shot seven shots, 25 minutes. He had four assists. Okay. Four steals. All right. One turnover. Plus 14. Nobody's talking about this. I guess he didn't do enough. Against the Brooklyn Nets, he was minus eight, okay? He had one of those games, like all of them did. I mean, he was three, four from the line, okay? When I mean, you're going to talk about bad stuff, talk about uh stuff that he's doing, all right? That's it. And then before that game, it, they won against uh Detroit, all right? Revenge game, plus 13. One for six from the field, okay? We know he had that game. Two for two from the line, three rebounds. Three assists, two steals, one block, one turnover. He's a plus 13. That means he did more other things on the floor. You know, he did better things on the floor than just sitting there scoring. Then we got the plus 16 game against the Clippers. They won. Nobody talked 12 points, nine rebounds, five, five, five assists. I mean, nobody talks about that game. That was against the Clippers. It was a hard fought game. And Fultz was there. He was a big contributor to that game. And what I'm trying to get to on this is that the three out of four games, Fultz, the when games they win is the games that Fultz is plus in. When he's a plus, the, the team is flowing. So we can't sit here and talk about how Markel Fultz is, is, uh, can they win with Markel Fultz? Three, they won three out of the last four games. The games they won, one against the Clippers, he's a plus 16. One against the Troy, he's a plus 13. Last down against Indiana, he was a plus 14. When we come back, we really got to jump on this. I just want to say, what is the the... I want to really learn, what is the... How are people even benefiting talking about Markel Fultz? What is it? He's a he's a young player struggling a little bit because I'm really looking at the struggles he has. It's like regular young struggles. But if this was a guy that nobody had their eye on and didn't even go into, maybe if he was the 15th pick in the draft, people would be saying, wow, this guy is looking like a good rookie. He looks good. But since he was the number one overall pick and he has his, and he's just being a young player, they're saying this. I mean, even De'Aaron Fox got to sit there and play a whole season. Lonzo Ball, they got to sit there and play a whole season. Now, Folks is getting this. I mean, when Folks becomes their player, people are really, the Sixers are not going to let go of Folks. okay? Let's just stop all this. Oh, let's trade him. You don't even know basketball. The only reason you're talking about this because the media is talking about this, you know? Um... Looking at guys like Joel Embiid, he's averaging 27 points, 12 rebounds. I mean, 3.4 assists, 2.3 blocks. I mean, nobody is talking about that game. Like this guy, This, I mean, Joel Embiid is going to average 28 a game this year, period. He could go over, but not with this team when Ben Simmons starts to He's just trying to figure out everybody. He loves the past, So what Ben Simmons is trying to do, trying to figure out where everybody's at. Now, a lot of people want to talk about this trade. We're going to talk about that when when we get back. We're going to talk about the trade. We're going to talk about a lot when we come back on Fowler Leader the podcast, 76 Radio. What's going on, y'all? We back. Talking about these sixes, man. 75. Last night's game was um one of those games that I feel like Sixers had to win after losing to Brooklyn. I mean Indiana is a playoff team, and they're right there. Let you know that things happen. They came back, beat a, a good team. in Indiana, good team, uh, tough game. Robert Covington is a guy I think people are not talking about. Also, average eleven point seven points a game, five rebounds, uh, one point five blocks. It's crazy the blocks he gets, um. Looking at him, look what he does, and look at how he's shooting. Forty-four percent from the field, forty-one percent from three. I mean, he's a little down, seventy-one percent from the free throw line, which I know will go up. But I mean, he's having a good year. He's shooting good. Give him the ball more. I think it's a guy that 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 Brett shies away from. That I feel like can score. Uh, Dario, he's having a bad shooting year, but he had a great night. Four for six from three. He just needs to get back on point. He will a good player. I um, mean, shooting 89% from the free throw line. He's just that three point line is a little off this year. You know, a lot of I mean, just, he'll get right back to that. I have no um, doubt he will. Andy Salmon is shooting 43% from the field, 39% from three, 79% from the field. He's um, been a pleasant surprise. And, and we needed that shooter. Without having to trade for one, we drafted one. So that was just a great draft pick. Nine points a game, averaging uh, 3.6 assists. 3.9 rebounds. He's, he's really having a, a, a good time off that bench. Um, excuse me, I'm sorry. Oh, he has, that's Markel Fultz. <laughs> Markel Fultz is averaging 3.9 rebounds and 3.6 assists. Shaman's averaging 1.2 rebounds and, and 0.8 assists. And see, Shaman is a guy with size and he can play that point guard position. But you might not want him at that point guard position right? I mean, he's just a good, with, with Ben Simmons, it really makes a great, good lineups because Simmons can play the five, he can play the four, and still be your point guard, and you can put as many shooters as you want on the floor. That's the scary part about that that type of team, like, if you can put Ben Simmons at the five, and you can put a bunch of shooters from one to four on on your team, and let Ben Simmons play their inside position, he can guard the five, and then he can still come and be a point guard. It's, once the team gets their identity and chemistry of knowing what players do what, that's all Brown trying to figure out. I mean, you got a, a talent like Jonah Bolton on the floor of learning, and you're gonna see where he comes in. Cork Miles once more time, where well, he's about to go. They didn't pick up his option, he's out of here. They have no time for that. They would have easily picked up Cork Miles' option. Easily. Now it's like, all right, I'm gonna let you go, man, I mean, because you create too much commotion. I mean, how do you get to talk mess because of what you did in the summer league? I mean, just crazy, man. But what that does is free up something. You got Zaire Smith coming. And this kid is special, special athlete. Like, I mean, he can really become something. This is not just to talk like if no, he has the talent. Once he steps on the floor, he's going to make an impact. The thing is the, the, the health, but once he gets on the floor, he is going to make an impact. I mean, this kid can play basketball. I mean, this was a good draft for the Sixers. People are gonna see that. These two guys, if you see Sammy doing what he does, how can you deny what Zion Smith is gonna do? I just don't get that. Um, Jonah Bolton will eventually get his time. I think at the Mescala leaves, Bolton can hit three pointers. Okay, surprise everybody. Nobody knew that Bolton can hit threes. Type of guy that can that can hit three pointers. You put him out there, I mean He's a more athletic of anybody out there. Amir Johnson, uh, Bolt, um, Muscala, any of the front court guys, and he can hit that three. So he's scary. Wilson Chandler will be back. We'll see what Wilson Chandler, the impact he provides when Muscala comes back. When everybody is back, then it's a little better to – because it's going to – the injuries to the vets is big right now with the rookie core trying to figure out their self. Like, these are the guys who lead the team. The the veterans are just helping. It's not like Boston – where the vets are leading the way. They're leading the tide every time. No matter what the impact the young guys like Tatum and them have, they are the additions, the guys who set the tone and make the moves, the guys who have been there. Marcus Smart and Roger, they have been there. Uh Al Horford, totally thrown under the bus how much he meant to Boston and how much he really won that series. Without Al Horford, they wouldn't have won that series. You can put how many guys you want. Without Al Horford, nobody wins. All right? No, 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 care what Jason Tatum do with that. Al Horford, a lot of stuff doesn't go down in Boston. All right? Totally thrown on the radar. Um, Dario, I can't wait to see what he, I think people take away his importance to the team. They talk about folks, they talk about Simmons, they talk about Embiid, but Dario Sarge was the top international player coming out of 2014. I mean, he was really a looked at guy as a point forward. Uh, he was like an international, I can't say international Ben Simmons, but You know, um, Croatian Ben Simmons, you know, same size, can pass the ball, can play the point, you know. And Ben is just more spectacular at doing it. Like, he can really make it happen. You look at players like uh, Muscala, who can shoot, and Amir Johnson. I mean, once these guys all get coming together, it's going to be different. We're looking at, um, NBA draft room. And me and Mike was thinking about, we was looking at all the, uh, it's my guy there, NBA draft room. Um, we were looking, you know, we look at all these prospects and we look at how these teams are doing. Right now, Philly's 75. And if you look at Philadelphia, and what they can uh, and how how it would end up, how it would happen for them. um, It's a lot of people in between their point that Philly could get. Eric Pascal was one guy if they don't get the top. If they don't get the top pick, they get the top pick to me is Zion Williamson and Cameron Reddish. I mean, I love, really I'm just looking at both of them. R.J. Barrett can shoot the ball, but he's not a shooter like Reddish. Reddish is like a lights-out shooter. Barrett is more of a slasher. Not saying he can't hit that shot, but that's not what he focuses on. He's a slasher. Reddish can slash, but he's a, he really, really prides himself in being able to shoot. He was 7-for-7 from the line against Kentucky. Watch out for him, but you know, the Sixers looking like a top 20 right now, which I think it'll get like to um, won't be top 20, be like top 25, we'll see the Sixers. But there are some interesting guys around there, but Jalen Hans is an explosive guy. Um, DeAndre Hunter is a defensive player with some good length and can, can play D. Um, Darius Garland is a guy to look at who can play. He's explosive. He can play. He can really make some things happen. Um, in the draft. Um sixteenth rated sixteenth rated prize prank prospect for twenty nineteen. Just an absolute force. Absolute force. Um looking at the best point guard in this class, it has to be Darius Garland. Has to be Darius Garland. Um Darius Garland is is, is probably going to be that guy to, to show people just how great he is because you're with a good Vanderbilt and you're in SEC, you're going to see if he's able to grit it out against some of the best. So we'll see. The thing is that looking at a point guard, Darius Garland wouldn't be there because Darius Garland is a point guard. Point guard. We need somebody who can slash and explode more than Darius Garland could. You know. So Jalen Haynes, is a um. That's the guy. Let him be him, and let him be Tyler Hero. That's another guy. If he comes out for the 2019 draft, a guy can shoot the lights out. All right? He was recruited by Villanova. Tyler Hero could be a guy the Sixers could go after in this draft down down the line. Um, There are other guys that I see besides Eric Pascal that can definitely catch the Sixers. But right now, those look like my best players. I would I would really feel like looking at Eric Pascal because he can shoot the three. He can shoot a three ball, and he can he's explosive. All right, that's one. Jalen Hands and Tyler Hero. Those are three guys I see if it's late picks in the draft that the Sixers could go after. Uh The Six could also trade up. Kelton Johnson is a, is an unbelievable slasher. So look look at him also as a guy the Sixers could trade up and get. They have a first round pick. Don't think that can't happen. If the Sixers want who they want, they're gonna go after them. Uh, Romeo Langford is another guy. These are two guys under the Reddit you could look at the Sixers could really look at to, to go for. Explosive players. Um at the top of the draft, like I said, it's Cameron Reddit, just for their scheme and what they need. I mean, he can shoot better than any person in this draft. I mean, a serious, serious shooter. Cameron Reddit is a serious, serious shooter. I mean, this guy can definitely shoot the basketball. Just a better, better, all-around explosive score that would be, and, and he's tall to be able to shoot that ball. Stand out there and shoot that rock. You got to give RJ the ball and let him take it and slash and Reddish and then Zion Williamson, you got to put the ball in his hand, let him slash. And, you know, Reddish can sit back, eat you alive from back, and then still, you know what I mean, from the three-point line, and still drive on you. Then still play good defense. I mean, what he did, you know, you let Zion and RJ have all the, you know, credit or whatever. But you look at Reddish stat line, it's all impressive, super impressive. For him to get 22 after two guys get over 30 and almost 30. So Cameron Reddish is – Clearly explain why he is that guy. Um they are the one, two, and three best players in this draft, period. Um Quentin Grimes, another guy, but you wouldn't see him with Philly. But the guy I'm looking at right now, I mean, she's three guys. I mean, people are probably saying RJ Barrett. RJ Barrett. Yeah, well, I want R.J. Why why they can't get RJ Barrett and that, no, you get Cameron Reddish. Let Cameron Reddish. Cameron Reddish can even play the shooting guard position at 6'8". With folks playing point guard, and you let Ben Simmons. See, this is the big thing about it. Cameron Reddish is different now. When he came out of college, he was more of the small forward. He was more of the small forward. Ben that small forward. That, no, now the way he plays... And you see what he plays. He's a shooting guard. He's a 6'8 shooting guard. Put him right there with Ben Simmons and Markel Foles. Now we're talking something dynamic. Unless you want to say Ben Simmons, Markel Foles, and you put Zion Williamson. And you say, oh, we're going to trade Robert Covington, put R.J. Baird there. For one, R.J. Baird is not the defensive monster that Robert Covington is. That's one thing you're taking away. You're adding scoring, but you're taking away defense. You want to keep a guy like that. Go after somebody. He's right there in your grass. Go after Cameron Reddish. I just think Cameron Reddish is the guy. People say, oh, what's with R.J. Barrett at your shooting guard position? He's not a shooter like, listen, R.J. Barrett can slash, he's the best slash I've ever seen. He can score from anywhere on the floor, but long range, he can't do it like Cameron Reddish. And that's what we need, a guy like that. I mean, so um, I feel like that's who I would go after, him or Zion. Why well, I say Zion, because Zion is, <laughs> y'all are not going to sit here and tell me that Zion is not, better than RJ, so we're going to come away from that one, I mean, I love RJ, the man can really score the basketball, but John Williams' athletic ability put, totally puts him over RJ, the fact that he can shoot the three-point ball and still have athleticism like he has is beyond me, but um, and can take you off the dribble from, I mean, John's just better than me, all right, now, Philadelphia also has a 2021 pick. Now, next 76ers Radio, I will talk about the possibilities of Philadelphia, possibly who they could get. In the 2020 draft, Philadelphia does have a draft pick. Now, they'll be in the playoffs again. Who would they get? Who knows? But we will also talk about that possibility in the future. I mean, I'm here to talk about the draft. I am, a, I am an NBA draft analyst for NBA Draft Room. Okay. Um. But my guy, so so the guy I'm talking about is Cameron Redesign Williamson. Or Tyler Hero Eric Pascal. You know what? The crazy thing about this, I, I gotta I gotta go back to this. I was just about to get down to the, the nitty gritty on who I think the late picks would be, but um Gonzaga. Hachimura is. Hachimura had thirty three points. This I'm. I'm gonna watch this guy. If he can hit an outside shot, and and this is this is what we give him. At seventeen, I think he's a very good. That's a very good position, and and if he can hit an outside shot, okay. If he can hit an outside shot, three point shot. This guy can be something special. 68225, but that would be the four. But that's just one guy. Out there. But Eric Pascal, um, Tyler Hero, Jalen Hands. Those are my three guys right there that I feel like they could possibly really get that would that would be awesome. You know, you put Ben Simmons with Jalen Hands, he's explosive. Um, big time score. Um a guy that has a questionable outside, but they're, they're explosive scores. Guys that can get dot Tyler Hero, great three point shooter. That would be great to have him. He's like a, another JJ Reddick. Put him next to Markel Fultz. A, a knockdown shooter like Tyler Hero is very underrated. So, um, those are guys there Tyler Hero, Eric Pascal, Jalen Hans. Love those three picks late in this draft. Um, move-up possibilities would be Keldon Johnson, Romeo Langford, Um, maybe Chris Wilkes. Somewhere in there. Those are three guys you can see Philadelphia try to trade up to get. They're going to get a score. They draft good, so you know they're going to get somebody. So, it's going to be something to see what Philadelphia does in this draft and who they get. Who falls down? I mean, Siku How how long is he going to stay like how long we'll just see how long that goes how long will he stay in this you know in this draft um you know will he still go up will he be down but right now it seems like he's still gonna be a top five guy all right everybody i'm out 76 is radio until next time on a thursday every thursday 76 is radio um once again philadelphia 194 they won against the Pacers. Um, the Sixers are 75, second in the Atlantic Division. Their next game will come against the Hornets. Tomorrow, they'll go against the Hornets, be on NBA TV. Um, we got Kimber Walker, which is a um, big thing. We're about to, I'm about to get out, but one thing I wanted to, talk about before I get out of here was the possibility of free agency or trades or whatever now Jimmy Butler is the one guy everybody wants to talk about ain't crazy how I'm trying to get out of here but it's always some sports sports man it's always on my mind always something to talk about Philly's 75 Boston six and four and Toronto's 11 and one um so realistically Philly has a better record than Boston right now just saying y'all just saying all right now um Kimber Walker that's it That's Kimber Walker. If you look at Kimber Walker, that's the guy they should go for. Right now, why Markel Fultz is learning and getting the chemistry, you need a guy who is in there and gonna be a killer, can teach Fultz something, can play like you want him to play. Like you, you don't have anybody in there playing like you want Fultz to play. We need Kimber Walker next to him. He would teach him everything. Jimmy Butler wouldn't be that guy. He would be a good player, no doubt, but if you, that's who Markel Fultz should learn how to score like, should learn the killer mentality from. Kimball Walker's, you know, size-wide. Jimmy Butler's a totally different dude, even though Jimmy Butler would teach him a lot also. But Kimball Walker's also good for this team and good for Fultz. The type of guard he needs to be scoring, you know. Fultz already knows everything else, the rebound and the pass and the defense. He needs to know the killer instinct and ways and how and mentality to score. Go get it. Walker will make him better. Butler is too much being asked, too much this and that, too much drama involved. You go for Kimber Walker. You can have him play here. And he will sign with Philly knowing where this team is headed. Kimber Walker, that's the guy. Kimber Walker is being a beast this year. I mean, he's having, once again, like he always does, he always has a big year thrown under the bus to me, thrown completely under the bus. Nobody wants to talk about Kimber Walker. That's another. I mean, that's like any six. It's like the, the Joel Embiid situation. Kimber Walker will help Joel Embiid. How are you going to stop? I mean, that would be the extra guy. Not the. Forget all the Jimmy. We don't need all that. We don't need to even focus on the Jimmy Butler situation. We need to focus on the Kimber Walker situation. Kimber Walker is one of those players that. He can take over a whole game. When people are struggling, he could be that guy. This year, he's having 28 points a game, 5.9 assists, 4.2 rebounds. Like, he's one of those guys that Philadelphia should throw in. Listen, Dario Sarge, TJ McConnell. I throw in Furcan Cork Miles and two first round draft picks. And then you know, Kimber Walker and some type of Hall second round picks, uh, you know, and or some players. I mean, you know, they got players. I mean, that would be the the ultimate thing to get right there. I think that would be the ultimate thing, ultimate Kimber Walker. And people say that's too much for him. No, it's not. Look at what this man is averaging, like. (laughs) Like, we look what this man is averaging. So, um, once again, people, that's one of the big things I want people to really look at. I mean, I've always said it, said it a million times. Like, everybody's talking about Jimmy Butler. No, Kimball Walker is that guy. When he came up last year, I said, that's the guy you go for. Especially you talking about a guy with a jump shot. Ben Simmons could really just be him with Kimball Walker around. And then Kimball Walker play point guard, let Simmons run around, be in the post. Big. But um, that's the one guy I feel like Philly needs, I think, is under the radar. And I think Philly might be thinking about that. It's going to be real interesting. January is coming up. February is a trade deadline in NBA. It's around there, February. And it's going to be interesting to see. Philly's going to be players. I really feel like they're going to be players. They're going to get somebody. That first-round draft they got is very important. I mean, and it's, it's a deep draft. So, Watch out. And, and they might not even trade. I mean, it's going to be, Philly's going to make some moves. I know right now that Elton Brand is, is fishing and making some moves. You know, he's making some type of moves. All those guys are looking to see what can happen. All right, I mean, Dario Sarge is a guy, only for the simple fact that Dario will be better on another team where he can touch the ball more and give him more chances to shoot. And, um, Markel, you take Dario away and you put Kimber there and you let, then you can let Markel be Markel. Nobody will ever talk about Markel because there's another guy scoring. I just think Dario, TJ McConnell, Furkan Court and two first round draft picks. Let's let it ride. Philly's not going to need those first round draft picks. They're not going to need them at all. Let, let me get now from them. I want the second round pick, two second round picks for the same year they get the first round picks. All right. Give me Kimber and let, let's see if I can get another another player somehow or, uh, um, you know, maybe another player, um, somebody from, what, draft pick or a young player they got. I mean, whatever could be thrown in there, but the ultimate thing is get Kimber Walker to the Sixers. Get him to the Sixers. That's the championship team right now. This team already needs one kickstart. Just one player. Y'all talking about this one player. And Boston and Toronto will be no more. There'll be no more. So one player goes to the Sixes right now. And 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 you can just cancel Christmas. Because you let the core three run around, do what they do, and you put another monster in there, it is a done deal. The East is the Sixes, So... And with a guy like that, not just Jimmy, a Jimmy Butler guy who can score, but he's not can't score like Kimball Walker. Kimball is a whole other scoring monster. Been like that since college. Okay? So, I'm out of here, y'all. Had to throw that out, man, right there. Had to pop back to what I was really thinking on my mind. A lot of things I was talking about. But, no doubt, I really was thinking about that situation between the... Why? Stop thinking about Jimmy Butler. Just stop it. Stop it. Let's think about Kimber Walker. Kimber Walker to the Sixers. Now, y'all, follow the leader.